It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Talking Pirates baseball today with MLB.com Pirates reporter Adam Barry on this Monday, March 14th. Adam, thanks for the time this week. Uh, let's start with the ace. Uh, Garrett Cole made his first start of the spring uh, on Sunday after a setback uh, to begin camp. He gave up two solo homers in two innings. I think one of those, if not both of those, were win-aided. Nothing to get too concerned about. But, Adam, I would think that uh, Garrett's main objective was to just get out there, stretch things out, and feel good coming off the mound, and I think he accomplished that. Yeah, that was basically all the Pirates wanted to see from him uh, in his first stars. Just get out there, uh, be healthy, get through it, and he did that. And really, like you said, uh, one of the two homers was definitely uh, wind-aided, if not fully wind-blown. The other one was kind of a rocket shot, but... Really, I mean, it, he retired the other six batters he faced. He looked pretty good. He didn't like he looked like he was trying to overexert himself or anything like that. So, um, I think the important thing for the Pirates is that he got through it. He was back uh, on schedule, so to speak, um, back on a mound and in a game. And hopefully, from here going forward, he can just uh, progress like any other pitcher in spring training. Adam, I know that uh, when we talked on last week's podcast, uh, you mentioned that he had those comments to the media where he basically came out and said, I'm underpaid and I don't like it. Uh, have that Has that kind of blown over, or is that still kind of a, an issue hanging over him right now? Yeah, we haven't really heard anything about it ever since. Um, as frustrating as it may have been from a reporting perspective, I think Cole probably ultimately did the smart thing the day after it happened, and he said he wasn't going to talk about it anymore. Um, so whether or not it's hanging out behind closed doors, they've done a really good job about keeping that quiet. Um, the organization has said all the right things about Cole. Uh, Cole has mostly kept quiet about it. So I think at this point it's pretty well blown over. Not that people aren't going to keep bringing it up every time they talk about Cole, but I think you know at this point it's kind of blown over. Yeah, I think we we tend to forget that uh, you know sometimes, especially the the younger guys, even if they've been in the majors a couple of years, you get you say you say one thing that might just be rattling in your head for a little bit, and you say it to one person. Next thing you know, it's it's on a blog, it's in an article, it's on the news, and I think Garrett's kind of learning that lesson right now. But like I said, you know, like you said, uh, nothing too inflammatory. He just was expressing his opinions and. Uh, I think, like you said, too, this is kind of blowing over and uh, nothing to get too concerned about. The bigger issue, of course, is his health on the mound. And after his start on Sunday, it seems like he is progressing uh, towards that end. Uh, Of course, uh, given the fact that he did have that setback at the onset of spring training, uh, Clint Hurdle making it official the other day that Francisco Liriano and not Garrett Cole is going to get that opening day start. Did this surprise you a little bit considering it's still fairly early in the spring training season, and did you think that maybe they would hold out at least another week, maybe a week and a half, to see how Garrett would progress before officially naming somebody else the opening day starter? Yeah, it did surprise me, and uh, speaking to Liriano, it kind of surprised him, too. 
Um, not that he wasn't honored to, to get the nod and everything like that, but basically the Pirates, you know, they've mapped out Cole's schedule and the way they sort of did the math. Uh, the first time Cole would throw six innings or 100 pitches, you know, the first time that his workload would be increased to that point would be basically right around opening day, April 3rd. Um, and Clint Hurdle said they've never had a pitcher uh, since he's been with the Pirates make his first six-inning and or 100-pitch outing in the regular season. So it makes sense, especially when you have Liriano. And Cole might not even miss a turn in the rotation with the way the off days shake out in the first week of the season. Um, so why not push him back, have him start a little a little later in that first week, um, get him stretched out where he's comfortable going six innings. You don't have to worry about a pitch count necessarily. Um, so it, it makes a lot of sense. I don't think it changes anybody's perception that Garrett Cole is the ace of this staff because he absolutely is. Um, but fortunately for the Pirates, they do have a pretty solid fallback option there in Francisco Liriano. Yeah, well said. I mean, obviously you want Garrett Cole as your number one guy, the guy to start uh, opening day, but to have a fallback option, the veteran lefty Francisco Liriano, that certainly is not a bad plan B at all. Now, Liriano, you had a great tidbit in your article about this. He's going to become the first Pirates pitcher to start consecutive opening days since 2005 and 2006. Now, Adam, let me ask you, if you were to line up 20 random Pirates fans off the street and ask them who the last pitcher was to have this distinction of those 20, how many would get this answer right, do you think? It's hard to say because it wasn't that long ago. Um, maybe some people have blocked it out of their memory for <laughs> you know their own mental health. But, yeah, Oliver Perez, yeah. all people, 2005, 2006. Uh, and then going further back, the first guy to start three straight like Liriano's about to do is Doug Drabeck in 90 to 92. Wow. Those might be uh, more positive memories for Pirates fans, I would think. So, yeah, it's interesting that Liriano kind of finds himself in, in that crowd uh, in, in a way, you know, some of them caused by injuries like this one. Uh, last year, he certainly earned the honor um, in 2013. It was just kind of neat that, you know, he went from where he was the year before, sort of uh, off the radar, you know, kind of career on the decline. And then they they built him back. He's really, you know, a good uh, success story for the Pirates coaching staff and also for himself. He works really hard and he's gotten uh, the most out of the talent that he's always had. Yeah, uh, great stuff there. And uh, not to knock Oliver Perez whatsoever, but uh, he's not the first guy that would come screaming to mind, even for the most ardent, diehard Pirates fan. Uh, who do you think people, you know, in light of not knowing the answer to that, who's the first guy that they would guess, do you think? Oh, man, I can't even uh, – maybe Zach Duke or something yeah, come up. maybe. Or I think some people might think A.J. Burnett, uh, okay. you know, even more recently, those couple of years that, that he was here and he was sort of viewed as the leader of the staff. Some people might think that was the case, but nope, Oliver Perez. Oliver Perez, Go he figure. was the guy back in uh, 2005, 2006. So uh, next time you're at a party, you want to wow all the guests with your knowledge of all nonsensical baseball trivia – that is where to go. So, uh, Liriano getting that distinction for the first time in a decade. Last one to do it, uh, Oliver Perez. Hats off to him. Of course, uh, Adam, the big news uh, late last week, the club coming to a one-year deal with uh, David Freeze. Now, I don't know if it was more joy on his part or relief or some hybrid of the two, but this guy had a grin on his face ear to ear talking to the media, wearing the, the Pirates does, and he was just so happy uh, to not only be employed, but to be employed by a good team, such as the Pirates have been the last couple of years. 
former World Series MVP, very familiar, of course, with the NL Central, going back to his days with the Cardinals. And I got to think that uh, on many different fronts here, Adam, a very good fit. Yeah, it's a great fit. Uh, it's a really great signing for the Pirates. When you look at it as one year, $3 million, this was a guy who reportedly at the start of the offseason was hoping for three years averaging $10 million a year, and they got him for one and three. Uh, and he just he fills an immediate need at third base. Uh, he can play there with Jung Ho Gong is uh, coming back from the injuries uh, that he's had. And even then, uh, you know, once Gong is back, he can fill in at third base. Uh, they're going to be especially mindful of his playing time this year when he's coming back from such serious injuries. And even last year in his first season in the majors, they were mindful of Gong's playing time, not wanting to to run him down too hard. So he's a good fit there. He could see some time as the right-handed. Uh, half of the first base platoon with John Jay. So uh, to get all that, a veteran guy, postseason experience, uh, seems like a good clubhouse guy, definitely very happy to be uh, in Pittsburgh playing for a winning team. I, I think it just makes a ton of sense for the Pirates, and they're, they're very pleased that they were able to get him on that deal. And, Adam, is this a guy that GM Neil Huntington uh, had on his radar for, you know, say the last month, maybe a month and a half, and he was kind of waiting for the – the price to go down, or is this more of a recent development where they said, you know what, we need some insurance here on the infield, let's go get David Freeze? Yeah, they said they talked throughout the winter, so it was clearly a guy they'd had interest in. It's just they probably didn't think it was a realistic option uh, because you'd think somebody would have been interested. Freeze, is, it's not like he's necessarily even a buy-low candidate. He's been a you know league average or better hitter his entire career, plays a solid third base, um, like I said, good clubhouse guy, so... I think they were interested throughout. They probably just didn't think it was uh, realistic that they'd get him. But, you know, when it came down to it, Breeze was willing to to take a a smaller deal. The Pirates were obviously more than happy to have him. Uh, But Huntington went out of his way to tell us that it doesn't have anything to do with recent developments about Gong. Um, Their timeline for him is still roughly the same, which is probably mid to late April at this point. That hasn't changed. Uh, It's just about the fact that this player became available and they liked him. And uh, this could be one of those signings that come the all-star break, we're all going to look back and say, hey, remember back in March when the, the Pirates signed David Freeze for next to nothing and, and now he's in the all-star game? <laughs> I'm not saying that'll happen, right. but, yeah. you know, right. it's it's certainly possible that he could just be uh, a, a bounce-back candidate. And like you said, it's not like he fell off a cliff the last couple of years, but he's being given another chance here uh, with the Pirates, and uh, we'll certainly see what happens as the season progresses. Uh, Adam, a few more just to wrap up. Uh, Jeff Locke took the mound uh, Saturday, more than held his own against a very dangerous uh, Tigers lineup. You wrote that uh, he's been really tinkering, not tinkering, but revamping his mechanics, uh, not just here in spring training, but pretty much since the turn of the new year. Just kind of elaborate on that for us. Yeah, he's been working on eliminating the, the big dramatic torso turn in his rotation and his uh, delivery. That was something they uh, installed into his mechanics when he traded to the Pirates back in 2009, and they're kind of making him a little more over-the-top, straight to the plate, so he can keep his eye uh, on the catcher at all times. And he, I mean, just talking to him, you can tell he's so happy with the way things are going. He's really pleased with uh, the way it feels, the way the ball is coming out, the way it helps him uh, keep a straight line, the way it's helping him throw more strikes, which has always been uh, you know, his problem during his inconsistent major league career thus far. Um, He's looked good. I know you know it's hard to judge spring training results. Obviously, fluky things happen, and guys are sometimes just trying to work on stuff. But he feels good. It looks good. Um, and if you know if he can 
keep this up and carry it into the regular season, that would be a huge boost for the Pirates, just you know, sort of shoring up the, the middle or back end of their rotation. Yeah, solid mid-rotation guy, like you said, behind uh, Cole and Liriano. And uh, if he can keep this up, uh, this could be this could be kind of a, another Jay Happ story. He was so great in the second half of the Pirates, obviously uh, was signed away in free agency. But uh, if Locke can uh, turn that corner for this club, that'd be a big boon for them in 2016. And, uh, Adam, just to wrap up here, uh, we're talking on a Monday here, the 14th. It is a cut day. Uh, any news to report there? Anything that uh, surprised you or pretty much uh, standard fare right now? Yeah, standard fare um, with the Pirates. They sent out, you know, as innings become a little harder to, to find at this point of spring training, starters start throwing more innings. Uh, they sent out five of their top pitching prospects. Uh, the biggest names are Tyler Glasnow and Jamison Tyon. They're two top pitching prospects, uh, as well as guys like Chad Cool, Stephen Brault, Trevor Williams, uh, probably the AAA Indianapolis rotation at some point later this year. Uh, five guys who look like they have a major league future in the Pirates rotation. Uh, you know, Neil Huntington, we asked him about it uh, this morning when he sent out those guys, and he just said the future is bright because uh, that looks like a really a really great young group of pitchers and any small market, lower payroll team essentially has to be built on young, cost-controlled starters like those guys. Uh, they also sent out catcher uh, Reese McGuire, another one of their top prospects, and outfielder. Uh, Harold Ramirez, who went off to go play for his native Columbia in the World Baseball Classic qualifiers. So pretty uh, star-studded group of prospects they sent out that, uh, you know, when you're still left with essentially the core of a 98-win team and you're sending out, uh, you know, seven future big leaguers, that's a pretty good sign for the organization. Yeah, as bright as the present looks, uh, the future looks that much brighter with all those names that you just rattled off, uh, Pirates, uh, in the not-too-distant future. The fan base is certainly hoping. Uh, great stuff, as always, today from Pirates reporter Adam Barry. Adam, we thank you for the time, as always. We'll do it again next week. This is Matt Wehmeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Pittsburgh Pirates. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.